0: When I started my ketamine journey in 2019, it, it was difficult to, to get ketamine then. It was so stigmatized. So I actually had to find a clinic to treat me and they kind of just threw the ketamine at me. But luckily, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a doctor, I'm smart enough to know how to utilize the medication. Really what it comes down to is that ketamine's a tool in a tool belt. Um, it's not a golden, Per se, it really does help. It could be a golden pill for suicidality, that's for sure. But it's all about integration um, in tech.
1: Welcome to the Mindfulness Experience Podcast. My name is Keith Fiveson. We're an official partner for the Wonderland Conference in Miami this November 9th through the 11th at the Ice Palace studio. Make sure you find out more about it. Visit wonderlandconference.com and use the discount code mindfulness20. Today we delve into healthcare, patient wellness and mental health. We're thrilled to have Dr. Brian Henry, founder and president of Peter Holdings on the show. We'll uncover more about Dr. Henry's work and his contributions to the healthcare industry, which have really earned him the distinction of being recognized as one of the most influential doctors in America. Under his visionary leadership, he has taken Peter Holdings and evolved North America's largest network of men's and women's health clinics and leading mental health clinics as well. Not only that, but his groundbreaking work in ketamine therapy and psych MD has redefined the landscape of mental health treatment in North America. Without further ado, please welcome Dr. Brian Henry.
0: All right, oh, Keith, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure to be here. Absolute oh, pleasure.
1: It's a, it's an incredible pleasure to have you. Uh, you know, I I'm I'm really uh esteemed and uh I feel uh like I'm in great company. I understand you're a military veteran, I am as well. And but more importantly, we, when we talk about Wonderland, you're also the headline sponsor for this year's conference, which is great. Uh, mm-hmm. so congratulations. Thank you very much for sponsoring such a great event, and uh, you know it, it's just fantastic. I know that you're on my panel on Veterans Day, and as a vet, as a fellow vet, I'm really looking forward to, um, you know, hearing your thoughts about uh, what's going on with veterans in the in the space. Uh, but before we get there, I, I just wanted to unpack something with you. Um, I understand that you've obtained your Ph.D. in endocrinology and reproductive. Uh, physiology from the University of Wisconsin. Can you tell us a little bit about your background in healthcare and really
0: help what what led you to establish Peter Holdings? Sure, great great question, Keith. It's uh you got to bear with me because it's kind of long. So just bear with <laughs> no, me. No, I'm I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh like you said, I am a former combat veteran, combat former veteran in the Marine Corps. Um so i think it all starts there it all starts there it really does so i joined joined the military in 2004 um obviously as you know keith it was a pretty uh uh wartime um i guess you could say pretty hectic time kind of the wild west whenever i got in so i joined as an 0311 or a um uh infantryman. so let's just say my 18th birthday was spent uh, uh overseas we'll put it that way but So I initially thought I was going to do military for my whole career. Now, after a couple of combat deployments, kind of changed my mind. Let's put it that way. And the fact that I I started a family. So I kind of knew that I I had to get out of that space because again, we knew how long that war was going to be. It was going to be constant deployments and rotations, especially in my job field. So Mm -hmm. we kind of looked into it. well, to put it bluntly, my wife and I did divorce during uh my first tenure in tenure in the Marine Corps. But um luckily I have a strong foundational uh, uh family that are all super literate, super educated. They're uh lawyers, doctors, etc. So I knew getting out of the military, transitioning, that I needed to get in a field such as STEM, STEM. Yeah. We all know STEM. So yeah we needed I need to be able to create opportunities for my family so kind of took the route to uh, 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 medicine is, is what what I started to lean towards um, so uh, let's just say I had some of my my basics done while I was in the, in the military I was probably one of the lamer guys staying home uh, or staying on base doing homework rather than going out. We'll put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I pretty much had a lot of my basics done by the time I got out in 2008. Um, so we looked, my family and I kind of sat down and we said, what's the quickest route to becoming a provider? Because I wanted to open my own practice. I wanted to be able to kind of do my own thing, you know, coming from a structured military uh, uh, regiment to mm-hmm. to really be autonomous. So I went and got my, my RN, registered nurse, Worked as a registered nurse uh, in the ICU while um, going through my master's program to become, sure. a, become a family nurse practitioner. Um, graduated, I believe 2013 mm-hmm. uh, with my uh, master's and then dove de- right into my PhD. So um, I knew I wanted to do uh, research mm-hmm. and I suffered actually uh, from a, a traumatic event on deployment, um, a, uh, a, a, what's called a TBI. So that TBI led me down a road of uh, hypogonadism, which I'm sure you're familiar with here, uh low testosterone. And I was 22 at the time and, 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 and the VA docs just wouldn't treat me. Uh, civilian docs were scared to treat me. So I, I did my own, I did my own thing. I got my PhD in endocrinology and reproductive physiology and I became my own lab rat. And uh, that's how I've kind of always done it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, if I'm going to treat somebody else, why not treat myself first and uh, make sure I'm doing it right? Mm-hmm. So that's really what happened. But yeah, from military to PhD, uh, I believe I got my PhD in 2016. Um, is when I finally uh, 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 defended my thesis or my dissertation, and here we are.
1: Wow! Wow! What a what a what a trajectory! First of all, thank you you know i mean uh, i hear it all the time i'm sure you do as well you know thank you for your service but you know i think yeah. one of i think one of the main things there is really thank you for your courage and your um discipline to be able to go ahead and do the work not only to do the work in the world but to do the inner work that really is required to go ahead and make a life for yourself and make a life for others because mm-hmm. the work you're really doing is creating new opportunities and new you know new lives helping people to be in relationship and helping them to go ahead and look at um you know the world and look at their part in the world and that takes a lot of energy and we do know that that a lot of that energy comes through our ability whether or not it's testosterone or whether or not it's estrogen you know the whole energy that comes out of that 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 creative process is incredibly important and that's what you're doing you're in that creative process
0: oh 100 um you 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 hit the nail on the head there keith absolutely and, and then you mentioned discipline i mean obviously you're a veteran um and that's one of the Best parts of being a veteran is discipline. I learned discipline, um, and discipline is probably what got me to, to the point of my career where I am now. So, yeah, discipline—you you can't, you can't be successful without it.
1: You can't have, you can't have anything without discipline. You know? can't have anything without it.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, you know, Peter Holdings has really emerged as uh, North America's largest network of men and women's health clinics and uh, also a leading uh, mental health clinic, which I started in the intro. What was your vision behind establishing such a comprehensive network of healthcare services and what advantages are there with this kind of model versus a
0: smaller one? Great question. Yeah, Yeah, great question, Keith. You know, I get asked this a lot. Um, So I actually started a small clinic in my town here in uh, central Oklahoma um a, a endocrinology clinic um i was a sole provider um still working 80 hours at the hospital in icu um when we finally made the shift uh to be able to go into private practice now that was a blessing a blessing and a uh a real life or a real eye-opener let's put it that way but um you know, dealing with tax codes was a little bit di- different than dealing with uh, uh, diagnosis and, and insurance. Mm-hmm. So we're living in a two separate world here. But to answer your question, we started small. Um, We really, I believed our model worked very well at the time. We're always about affordability um and really up-to-date evidence-based medicine. So we really expanded really quickly. We... I don't want to call luck, you know, I don't, I don't really believe in luck, um, but we worked hard and actually that led me to thinking, how can we service all the United States instead of going from city to city, to city opening brick and mortar, brick and mortar, brick and mortar. mortar, I said, how can we do this with the advancement of tech kind of like Amazon? So I actually started the first telemedicine practice for endocrine issues in. 2015. Hmm. Um, so we were the first clinic to do telemedicine. Now it's uh, nowadays everybody knows what telemedicine right. is thanks to COVID. But back then it was the wild, wild west. Hmm. Uh, every state had regulations. Uh, the federal regulations. I mean, it was a a year long period of just compliance work to start that telemedicine practice. Now anybody can do it. Um, a lot of the laws has changed, but. So we were the first to uh, adopt telemedicine. So we mm-hmm. were the, uh, uh, what I like to call visionaries. We were the disruptors. Um, and that's really mm-hmm. how we became so large um, is through telemedicine. Right. So you, you gotta love technology, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's uh, technology is not only obviously about telemedicine, but it's also about a, a language and a, a way of doing you know, way of communicating and a way of connecting, if you will, and uh, it seems like you were able to go ahead and really understand that language early on, and then put it to good use. In terms of your expansion, and then of course, uh, you know, the revolution or the evolution was COVID, and you know, just sort of j- leapfrogged, and now
0: everyone's feeling really comfortable, you know, with technology. You know, and and, and I think I thank goodness that it did happen. Yeah. Uh, we knew it was going to happen. We saw. Um, I worked for a very large hospital here, mm-hmm. and we saw kind of the movement into telemedicine. Um, it was nowhere near near the level where we are now, but technology is always going to always going to uh, uh, project. It's always going to uh, uh, everybody's looking to automate at the end of the day. And again, again, technology is the future. So um, and you're yeah. right, COVID times, my goodness, where, where would we be without it? So it was definitely a, uh, uh, again, whenever you're a market disruptor or a visionary, it's tough for people to see your plan. But just funny how it worked out so
1: so no it's so exciting for you i mean so exciting right now to see what's happening with peter holdings as i was looking you know you're um i i believe you're still involved or going into a series a funding right and that that marks a real pivotal milestone for what you're about not only as industry experts but you know, a lot of folks really anticipate, you know, from the financial area that your company is going to be valued at a multiple of nine figures from what I understand, Yes. Uh, you know, and I'm just, I'm just wondering how will this funding be used to help you further revolutionize and change the landscape of healthcare as we go forward?
0: Great question. So it's all about, um, so anytime you go into a series round, you're looking for the right investor, right? Um, our company, we're fortunate where we don't need an investor. We're um, EBITDA positive. Um, we we probably have some of the best numbers in the industry. Uh, we've been uh, touted as a, as a, as a unicorn by multiple different large entities. What you know what a unicorn is. It's a privately held <laughs> billion dollar company. So we're kind of, in a different position than many companies, we have what's called a runway of mm-hmm. capital. We're not going to ever run run out of that runway, even if we never had an investor. So we're looking for the right investor uh, to really help us with the acquisitions and the AI and the tech to make our patients' lives and potential patients' lives easier. Uh, at the end of the day, so yeah, heading into our Series A, valued at um, yeah over two hundred million dollars currently, which is which is great for my team, uh, very proud of my team. So, and as interest rates start to slow down or start to come down, Mm -hmm. all that money sitting on the sideline right now is gonna be up for grabs. And as you know, or most investors know, SAAS companies or subscription Mm -hmm. model companies are or always uh, uh, kind of an investor's wet dream, let's put it. So uh, we're in a good spot. We're in a very good spot right Right. now.
1: Right. Well, I like that because uh, that also makes accessibility, affordability and capability uh, to be more attractive, if you will. I mean, when I know that, you know, I'm going to be able to work with a company that I can plug and play with and I can go ahead and get involved with through the technology, I think that's that's fantastic and you've got that as a baseline as a foundation for the company it's how you built the company certainly Um, absolutely yeah yeah and i'm i'm wondering you know when you look at psych md which is again the part of the you know the overall branding if you will uh of your company uh which is a subsidiary of peter holdings as i understand it And that's a groundbreaking ketamine clinic, redefining the landscape of mental health treatment. So you have the ketamine-assisted therapy aspect to it. Uh, What was your inspiration behind that, behind establishing PsychMD, and how do you envision the future of mental health treatment? So you've got Peter, MD, uh, or Peter Holdings, then you've got Psych. Maybe we can unwrap that a little bit so that our listeners can understand it. Yeah. In terms of your, your sure. ground play. Yeah. yeah.
0: That's a great, great question, Keith. Um, a lot of times companies just do it under one brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, whenever, especially in, in medical community, you, you'll see uh, one clinic treating both men and women. Uh, we we did it the other way. We, we found out that, that building a brand behind each, uh, each medical, uh, I guess you could say specialty, mm-hmm. men's health, women's health, uh, mental health. We decided to spread the spread the uh, the brands apart. So, Peter Holdings is the holding company for Peter MD, which is obviously our, our launching ground. Um, we did acquire a practice, uh, Dr. Uzi Reese, who's probably the most prominent physician in HRT. We acquired his practice, um, and that's Petra MD, our female side. Mm-hmm. So that we have Peter MD, Petra MD, men and women optimization, health and wellness. And it's interesting, Keith, how I got into ketamine. So again, as a former combat veteran, I, I have a lot of connections. And I also did a lot of time, a lot of contract work with the mm-hmm. DOD um, up until the two, up until 2019. My, my last rotation was uh, the Horn of Africa. Um, so I had a lot of special operations uh, friends. Mm-hmm. And as you know, uh, psychedelics, ketamine, et cetera, really started to expand in 2019 um the ayahuasca's the ibo gangs, all those retreats um because after 20 years of war we're seeing our our, our guys are, are suffering absolutely suffering the va's not doing anything um and mm-hmm. so let me kind of explain what, what got me on the ketamine so of course, I suffered from PTSD pretty pretty badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 100% disabled, uh, two TBIs, um, and I in 2019, where practice was thriving, and I just couldn't get out of bed anymore. Um, I became so hmm. put it put it depressed. I was uh, uh, I just chalked it up to PTSD, mm-hmm. and then my sister, who's a psychiatrist that mm-hmm. works for the VA. She said, did you hear about all these studies that are coming out about ketamine, et cetera, et cetera? Because we like to talk. Um, she's very, very uh, uh, military uh, supportive. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, of course I've heard of this. Uh, you know, a bunch of my patients, current patients are doing it. So she's like, give it a try. So mm-hmm. I tried ketamine and it changed my life. Keith. It really broke down some walls, broke down some barriers, kind of reframed some of my uh, uh, my issues, I guess you could say uh my past traumas and ever since then i'm still a ketamine patient to this day Mm -hmm. so it would it took a while for me to convince my board uh to do ketamine Mm -hmm. Uh, that's for sure i had to i had to really beg and plead and kind of and kind of show the the studies and the studies and the studies and the stats Mm -hmm. but we allowed to do it and wonderland we're actually launching so Mm -hmm. we've been fortunate enough to have such a large group of special operations uh as part of our executive team etc that we've utilized the service, proven the service. Um, so now, here comes Wonderland this week, and we're we're launching. Oh, that. that's do-
1: fantastic! Yeah, that's fantastic. Well, congratulations on that, uh, and I'm 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 very excited. I know we've got a panel there, and I I, I do have some questions, which are I'm not done, I'm going to ask you during our time, but I'm going to ask you towards the end because I I really want to unpack. Uh, a little bit more and really sure. understand that. Can you tell us about your team there, maybe some of the expertise that supports, uh, you know, what your approach is, holistic uh, mental health treatments, stuff like that. Is there a, um, an overall approach uh, that you use that is, you know, maybe
0: a standard approach that you're looking to replicate? Great question. So it's actually funny when I started my ketamine journey in 2019 um there were uh, it, it was difficult to to get ketamine then it was so stigmatized so I actually had to find a clinic mm-hmm. um, it was actually an online clinic um to treat me and they kind of just threw the ketamine at me but luckily I, I you know I'm, I'm a doctor I'm smart enough to know how to utilize medication those poor uh patients that aren't medical uh um, uh or don't know anything about med- medicine or or, or, or any of that. it's pretty scary for them mm-hmm. so i said we don't want to do this okay because what we're going to be going after is the public at the end of the day the, the first first responders the moms the dads uh but really what it comes down to is that ketamine's a tool okay ketamine's a tool in a tool belt um it's not a golden pill uh per se it really does help it can be a golden pill for suicidality that's for sure mm-hmm. but it's all about integration um in tech so we're utilizing a lot of tech um which not any companies have done this far so we're really the first company to introduce tech and ai into our programs mm-hmm. uh, and when i talk about ai keith uh, i talk about have you ever heard of the Oculus, the uh, VR? Oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So we're actually the first company to introduce this, um, and the reason why is because whenever you send somebody home with a uh, uh, a, a narcotic or a uh, uh, analgesic or you know uh, really any medication that can be abused, et cetera, we want to make sure that our parent our patients are safe mm-hmm. and they're getting the most effective treatment as they can, and that's where AI comes in. Uh, we. We've worked with another company to develop a uh, it's just like having a a psychotherapist in your ear, Mm -hmm. walking you through your dreamscapes, Mm -hmm. uh, really making sure you're doing your intentions, Mm -hmm. focusing on that trauma. So instead of here, take these pills, go lay down and listen to some music, we're kind of putting a lot of uh, uh, psychology behind it. So So, you're
1: so you're incorporating digital therapeutics as a part of your overall implementation for whether or not it's prep, uh, whether or not it's set, setting or uh, integration uh, as a part 100%. of the process. Yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah absolutely. It, wow. It's because the FDA just put a wow. warning letter out a week ago about the dangers mm-hmm. of having patients do ketamine at home. So we there's always a danger with really anything you do at home. So we wanna make sure that we make our patients feel as comfortable and safe as possible. So we utilize what's called trip sitters. I, I'm sure you've heard of them Keith. Um, so they're basically an individual that have been doing uh, psychedelics for uh, years and years and years. Mm-hmm. So they'll actually sit just like we are here, Keith, right. uh, and they'll do their treatments. They'll set, set the phone off to the side just to make sure that we have somebody actually supervising them mm-hmm. and, and making sure, of course, that everything goes, goes right with their intentions and any questions that may pop up during therapy. So mm-hmm. we're very inclusive in what we do. It's not just. I'm going to send you your medications in the mail and we'll talk to you in, in two months. So right. it's, it's pretty, yeah, pretty well-inclusive.
1: Right. So, so you're uh, deploying, if you will, uh, trip sitters, people who, or are they also working in a telehealth kind of an environment They are. working with the individual, they have the VR, they have the, they have the, the headset, maybe there might be some music, some sound, but, maybe they're piped into it and then they're giving them the guidance in terms of intention, uh, preparation, you know, setting in terms of, you know, the ability to guide them through if just to let them know that you're there. If they're, yeah? yes, because
0: it can be a scary thing whenever you're, you're taking a psychedelic mm-hmm. and again, ketamine's not really, I don't really call it call it a psychedelic yeah. dissociative. Um, but but it, it does you know mm-hmm. use glutamate that that does kind of dissolve the ego so we'll call it a psychedelic but right, right but really we ketamine is really good about the neuroplasticity and kind of reframing reframing past trauma so you're 100 correct with what we're doing about inclusivizing into the AI mm-hmm. um, our sitters just to make sure they feel comfortable and it's just like having a professional. If you're going mm-hmm. to a clinic, they're sitting right there. They're they're seeing what you're mm-hmm. seeing. So it's it's pretty neat what we're gonna we're gonna do here.
1: Right, right. And and of course, I think one of the things that you've talked about, you know, when we look at treatment-resistant depression or we look at suicidal ideation, I mean, these are areas where you don't necessarily want an intervention, but you also don't want no one to be there. You want someone to be there, you know, yes, just absolutely. just just in case, you know. Uh, because, uh, you know, and I, I like the fact that you're using AI, uh, and I assume that that AI technology would work specifically in terms of helping to understand or helping to reinterpret whatever is going on for that individual in that exactly. session, Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, so it, it gives us feedback. Um, that we normally wouldn't get. Um, mm-hmm. You gotta understand, most people are, are I wouldn't call lazy, but they, uh, it, it gives us back the feedback we normally wouldn't get. So mm-hmm. we know how our patients. Uh, uh, we're able to monitor them a little bit closer, um, mm-hmm. and re- revamp what interventions um, and what treatment modality they need based based on their own uh, biochemistry. So mm-hmm. it's pretty neat. It really is pretty neat how we're doing it.
1: Well, it sounds it sounds to me like a, a licensing opportunity and an opportunity to, you know, <laughs> yeah. what I mean, you know, yeah, if, if I, I'm working with a local ketamine clinic over here uh, with uh, helping them with set, you know, and integration with mindset and integration preparing and and then you know sitting down with individuals, obviously, uh, an hour, ninety minutes, three, it winds up being somewhere around two to three hours if you're doing the actual sit work. And then obviously the integration work, which is really important, but it sounds like you've got this capability in terms of uh, being able to monitor and work with clients that Absolutely. really can, can help uh, you know fast track that a little bit uh, or make it lab- less labor intensive.
0: And exactly. We're always looking to reduce labor while mm-hmm. increasing our patient score. So, but you did mention you, you were doing the integration. I still right. think integration is super and powerful. So that in-person integration with somebody that knows what they're doing with psychedelics is absolutely crucial. So it, it, what you do, Keith, is I still think is, is never gonna change. I still mm-hmm. think having that person talk to you for an hour or so uh, about setting up your your intentions etc i still think that's all going to be extremely important and we still do that but Mm -hmm. just not get off guard and people think that we don't do that we do we definitely do do that as well
1: yeah yeah because you know at the end of the day it's not only about you know what did i see or what did i hear or what did i open up for myself but it's really how do i activate it how do i be the change i wish to see in my life and that's where the integration uh, stuff comes in, yeah.
0: Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. And then, of course, what what did what did I saw this sign during my therapy? What does that mean? You know, because there's a lot of meaning behind what are our, um, our whenever our egos dissolve. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of meaning whenever we're firing those hundred and fifty million uh, uh, brain cells out there that just normally aren't getting touched. Uh, and of course, the amygdala is, is suppressed as well. So th- there's a lot going on. We could put it that way that the patient needs to really, again, it's a tool a tool belt. There's a lot of other things you need to do other than just the ketamine. So, yeah.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, sy- synaptic firing and wiring is is happening. Exactly. <laughs> yes. Well said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me ask you, you know, when we start taking a look at the technology and we start taking a look at the evolution here, you know, what what do you see? as innovative therapies like you know what role do you see with innovative therapies like ketamine what role do you see them playing in the future of mental health treatment
0: well you know if i if i want to be honest it's still so stigmatized it's going to take time it's going Hmm. to take time but you know the more research the more academia which i'm super happy to announce that you know due to maps and i'm sure you know who maps is oh yeah there's a, uh, there's became a, 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 a gradualized desensitization desensitization mm-hmm. of the word psychedelic and in its proportion from when Reagan, you know, uh, dismembered, uh, our, our beautiful drug psychedelic. So, you know, moving forward, it's just the medical model is so pinpoint or so. Brainwashed to use pharmaceuticals okay now when i use pharmaceuticals i mean antidepressants ssris uh, anti anti-anxiety medications i really think we need to start getting away from utilizing pharmaceuticals and trying to fix the root cause of the problem because mm-hmm. um, without that you're going to be on that ssri forever i mean you're never going to come off of it so and again i think a lot of doctors have gotten that position and it's not their fault. It's society's fault. It's uh, med- medicine, the way that we treat medicine, allopath- especially in the allopathic uh, way. Um, it's just set to a standard start doing this, start doing this, start doing this. If they don't response or they don't respond, mm-hmm. send it to another specialist, have them do this, have them do this, have them do that. So I think we really need to get away from the pharmaceutical system um, and start being able to utilize these secondary therapies that we know work at the end of the day, it's difficult. It's going to take a lot of time. Um, we mm-hmm. know big pharma kind of runs everything. So right. it'll be interesting to see, but the time is headed in the right direction. I think we're at kind of at a forefront right now, um, of, of mental health, uh, mm-hmm. with psychedelics and for, for people listening, I never touched a drug in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, up up to ketamine. So there's a lot of stigma. I was stigmatized. Um, I said, why would I want to do psychedelics? That's just crazy. Isn't that harmful? Well, that's what was taught to us by the Reagan area, uh, era is how harmful the the, the drugs were without Mm -hmm. any of the medicinal, uh, benefits. So I think we have to change that stigma. We have to get the academia out there. We have to get the, uh, statistics, in front of Congress, there's just so much that we need to do right now still,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, but it's headed in the right direction, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, there's over 500 research studies now. There's, uh, you know, 86,000 research papers. You know, one of the things I uh, really um, see, and, you know, you've talked to it as well, is this, uh, you know, the neurogenesis, the neuroplasticity, the interconnectedness. I mean, these are, these are hallmarks of psychedelics and their hallmarks of you know uh being able to go ahead and um reboot reset reframe and you know being able to go ahead and feel better have you know step away from the vehicle and take a look at the way it's constructed you know you know just just kind of re if you change your story you change your life
0: it it, it, it takes work it takes work but it it works. We'll put it that way. I'm, it works
1: when you work it. So work it. You're worth it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. <laughs> well said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a twelve step. That's uh, a twelve step <laughs> slogan, and I think it's a really good slogan because at the end of the at the end of the day, most people don't want to do the work. They drink it, drug it, eat it, sex it, spend it, and they don't face, you know, what the what the real issues are. And and the beautiful thing about the work you're doing is it really allows people to go ahead and deal with those issues, look at them, you know, and and, and change their perspective and their story around them.
0: And that's what you have to do at the end of the, the, end of the day or else you're putting a Band-Aid over a bullet hole. You gotta reframe mm. your, your traumas. Uh, and I'm telling you, once you reframe those traumas, mm-hmm. it's funny how much better life gets. Mm. How much more enjoyable life gets. So yeah, you're completely right, Keith.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, um, you know, we uh, talked earlier about me asking you some questions about as a vet. Sure. And I, I wanna, I wanna ask you. I'm sure you're familiar with the VHA and the healthcare system, <laughs> and this country's issues yeah. around PTSD and trauma. And I, 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 I understand that there's a lot of work going on. You know, I we had uh, um, some folks on the show, and I'm, I'm, I'm really concerned. I mean I'm a health, I'm a healthcare ambassador for the Heroic Hearts project just so you know that. And uh, you know one of the things I'm concerned about is you know here it is you know you talk about that offshore you know uh, uh that offshore psychedelic retreat. You know but yet at the same point we've got VHA and we've got the insurance companies that really uh in my view, should be supporting insurance payments to vets here in the USA, you know, as well as looking at other capabilities. What are your thoughts about that in terms of, you know, getting the VHA and insurance companies to start like caring for the vets and caring yeah, for treatments?
0: You, Keith, it's like, it's like kicking a dead horse sometimes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. uh, the VA, you understand they've been a long longstanding um, um, entity for a long time. So they're mm-hmm. kind of stuck in their roots. They're not the uh, the most you got to stand bureaucracy. Bureaucracy runs very slow. It's a very slow progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one good thing I will say about the VA is they did start to cover uh, IV treatments of ketamine mm-hmm. for, for uh, PTSD, which is fantastic. Never saw that happening. So luckily, they did start accepting. Now, I'm not sure the rate because I, I never really got involved in that. Um, but they, so we're, we're working. Obviously, I work with the Naval Special Warfare, mm-hmm. uh, work with JSOC uh, assets. So we have a pretty good relationship with the VA. I guess you could say at a higher level. So that's really what we're working towards. Keith is 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 trying to get the VA, and we're working with some cr- congressmen currently, and we'll talk about it at Wonderland. Uh, what we're doing, mm-hmm. but we're working to destigmatize. To see if maybe there's a, a pilot study or something that we can do, uh, mm-hmm. show the VA with actual data uh, uh, what they're missing, what how they're 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 failing veterans mm-hmm. at the end of the day, they're right. failing them because of their poor standards. And again, that's medicine as a whole, guys. Medicine is especially allopathic Western medicine mm-hmm. um, is it's very stuck in traditions um and and it's unfortunate that way you got to be a little more progressive sometimes and that's the only reason you're ever going to grow is if you're progressive so I think Mm -hmm. to answer your question Keith that we are headed in that direction we're such a united front of veterans at the high level
1: and it's across the aisle right
0: exactly exactly it's bipartisan as well Mm -hmm. so we're working bipartisanly to, to see if we can't you know, step in and, and and see what good we can do with the VA. Again, it's it's like kicking a de- dead horse. We've been at it for I think two years now. Uh, even with with TRT optimization, because mm-hmm. we see our patient our, our our patient population come back in combat, and you know they're 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 completely uh, 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 mm-hmm. their HPTA systems just just, just mm-hmm. destroyed. So just like kick, it's just like kicking a dead horse. But mm-hmm. as many times as you kick that dead horse, sooner or later um, one of our 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 delegates etc is going to get through to them but it's just no telling it's a continual fight uh, but that's bureaucracy at the end of the day so. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so
1: so from your some from your view, you know i had general uh, stephen uh brigadier general stephen zanakis yes of the american psychedelics uh, practitioners association mm-hmm. and he was on the show as well and you know i asked him this question You know, I'd love to know his
0: response to that. Yeah, yeah,
1: I asked him this question and, you know, I asked him what what can we do to go ahead and help you? Where can we sign up? How can we petition? How can we go ahead and, you know, uh, and and help? And, you know, he's uh, pretty much was was flummoxed like me, you know, just upset about the situation because of suicides that are happening, the suicidal ideation, the depression families that are breaking up and the fact that you know we have created this this turmoil this tumult in in people's lives so um you know i i'll i'll ask you the same question what do you think we can do what what can our listeners do to go ahead and petition you know our, our our government petition their you know
0: Great question, you, Congressman. You, you get started at the local level, you always get started at the local level, you know, get with your local uh, legislation um, and work your way up. Only thing that's going to change is whenever we have enough voices uh, that the, that really the media can't overshadow. So the more people that we have on board, I mean, just look with what happened with this Ryan hate. Are you familiar with the Ryan hate Act? Are you familiar with that at all? Keith?
1: No, 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 I'm not. Maybe you so, can unpack it.
0: So during COVID, there's this thing called the Ryan Haight Act, where you can't prescribe controlled substances via telemedicine. Okay. That was dropped during uh, COVID. Um, and then they tried to re implement it after the PHE, A, PHE waivers mm-hmm. ended uh, in December, I believe. But you know what happened? The community came together, the patients came together, and they we, we put together around 70,000 signatures mm. to p- petition, uh, that Ryan hate uh, re-implementation and guess what the DEA heard us. So that it's very difficult for bureaucracy, uh, to listen to the public sometimes, but whenever you get enough people involved, that's really the only way guys that we're going to, wherever ever, ever going to overcome this, mm. we have to be a United front, um, and you have to stand strong. I mean, man, they can really break you down over time because bureaucracy is so slow, but I see it the same way as we did with the Ryan hate act. They mm-hmm. ended up pushing that away again for another two years, uh, because of us. Um, so that's a, that's a win in our book. So I think we do it the same way. We stand together as a front, get the population, the people that we're helping, cause there's a ton of them out there. Keith, there really are, um, in the therapy works. We know it works. So again, if we can do, keep doing what we're doing, like Wonderland coming together. I mean, really, that's what we need to do at the end of the day. Is is everybody at the top level come together, figure a plan out?
1: So it's that ongoing uh, raising of consciousness. Always. Uh, yep. Not only not only having the awareness, but also having the courage and the ability to go ahead and actually do something. It might not take much, just to check a box and put your signature somewhere that's and all it takes. You know, exactly. that's, that, that's really it yeah you know?
0: yeah and nowadays you know we just send out a quick uh a docusign and they can sign it on their phone there but really it, it, it takes voices at the end of the day mm-hmm. uh, and it takes a lot of voices
1: mm. so you're you're doing a lot and uh you know it's it's incredibly exciting that you're going to be launching psych md at, uh, at Wonderland um, let me ask you if you're um, let's say in the medical field or you're an RN or you're looking at you know getting into the field um, what are your thoughts or what would be your uh, recommendations given the hindsight and the insight that you have today and obviously the foresight uh, to go ahead and maybe drop a little bit of wisdom on someone who might be looking to get into the field and might be looking to kind Of do what you do,
0: so well, as an RN, it'd be practically impossible. <laughs> I'd say that because you, you have to be a provider, you have to be a clinician. Um, we don't even use nurses. Um, I know there are some. Um, so listen, this is how I we really got involved in Ketamine Keith. Is uh, there was this company called Ketamine Wellness Center. I don't know, did you ever? Oh, yeah, otherwise, with them. So, we, I walked into our board meeting one day and everybody's eyes were just huge. And uh, they pulled up on our, our big screen. They said ketamine wellness centers is going under. So we said, Oh boy. Um, and, uh, uh, because at that time I had been saying, guys, we got to get in the ketamine field. We got to do it. It works. Mm-hmm. It really works. And so we tried to buy a ketamine wellness center. Um, we started getting videos, phone calls from veterans, mm-hmm. uh, because the VA had started covering, uh, uh, the ketamine infusions for a lot of veterans. Awesome. Beautiful however Academy wellness Center just shut down shop overnight locked the door ran away threw, threw away the key so it left a lot of veterans out out in the uh, uh let's just it, it just kicked them out of the system so they couldn't afford to go anywhere else because they were the only one really accepting uh, uh va benefits so we said let's go in there let's buy the company let's save it let's get our veterans back on treatment however uh unfortunately due to uh, their side really their public owner, mm-hmm. he couldn't get the deal done. It was just a little bit too shady. So we said, you know, we're gonna do this ourselves. And that's what started psych d mm-hmm. to the point you are now. But back to your question, um, RNs, it, you really got to be even
1: it. even a, even a doctor. Obviously, yeah, if you're starting, yeah, yeah, if so, you're an MD,
0: yeah, okay, yeah, and you've so, got RNs or what,
1: yeah. whatever. Yeah. Well, I was an RN. I'm
0: a yeah, nurse uh, practitioner. So, and look
1: and look, you know, you've, you've done incredibly yeah. well. That's yeah, you
0: know, that's <laughs> that's why I
1: framed it that way. By the way, yeah.
0: Right? So, just FYI, all my RNs out there, don't ever think about not going back to school. First of all, mm. well, that's the best mm-hmm. thing for yourself because that's only going to create more opportunities, but. Uh, as, as doctors get into this, I foresee it becoming very popular, very popular because again, like you said, 500 research studies, I think it's actually higher than that now. Um, so it's interesting to see how medicine is going to be progressing in the, in, in the future, uh, mm-hmm. as long as the FDA and big pharma doesn't get in the way, mm-hmm. but we plan on creating a, a master course for providers in order for them to implement this in their clinic. Mm-hmm. So as many providers as many people as we can help that's going to be our our motto at the end of the day or our mission so yeah if any doctors any providers out there ever want to get into the space and you truly believe in the medicine mm-hmm. uh you, you 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 believe in you know if you have some ounce of spirituality in you reach out to us um we're always happy to give advice that's that's what i love doing for sure
1: good i like that so one of the things you're saying is if you're interested in moving into the space that you're open uh to go ahead and and providing the guidance and the leadership if you will the insight so that they can get the foresight that they need to be successful
0: which i think is important because it was never there for me you know back in 2019 there was nothing available it was Again, like the Wild West, I put it. Uh, now you know we put together some courses, et cetera. But we're really going to be working with, with with a lot of different providers. To I don't know if you've heard of uh, uh, um, the International Peptide Society. I don't know if you've heard of that or not. But mm-hmm. uh, it's going to be similar to that, where we put together courses to help mm-hmm. teach physicians and uh, PAs and NPs on on the uh, the roundabout curriculum mm-hmm. and learning of, of of doing what we do. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh that's great. Great. So uh we're we're really kind of at a at a point where we're you know closing down our time together and I really uh you know really appreciate the work you do and the insights that you've had. How do people get a hold of you uh to go ahead and whether or not they want to obviously get into the field or they just want to get more information about you or actually kind of follow the company in terms of its you know its rise and uh, maybe invest
0: yeah. And, and I'd say, likewise, Keith, what you're doing out there is fantastic. Friend. So, you know, keeping the word out, um, but yeah, so, P, uh, get our main subsidiary, um, and everything kind of flows off of that. So of course we have our board, we have a uh, press, uh, we have investor relations, all, all numbers on there. So, GetPeterMD.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a it's a it's a very helpful website. There's a lot of education on there. And again, we're launching second. Uh what is it, Keith? Uh, what yeah, is three, it? Days.
1: three days? Three days. away.
0: So so it's yeah. gonna be a good time. Um, but a lot of uh, again, we're we're heading into our Series A. Uh, we're kind of a, a again a, an investor's wet dream. So mm-hmm. we have a lot of already the door's already being knocked on, let's just put it that way. We just wanna find the right investor that believes in the future of what we're doing, um, which is super, super powerful because we're gonna be able to help a lot of people. So that's again, beautiful. just check out the website. If anybody wants to get in touch with us, that's the best way to do it, okay?
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, getpetermd.com. You got Love it. it. Love it. And uh again, thank you very, very much, uh Brian, for uh being with us. Uh, uh Dr. Brian Henry, thank you.
0: My pleasure, Keith. And hey, I look forward to seeing you at the conference, okay? Yeah, likewise. All right, don't be too hard on me, all right?
1: <laughs> I can't <laughs> promise that. <laughs> but we'll we'll be good. All right, Keith. Thank you Dr. Brian Henry for joining us on the Mindfulness Experience podcast and for sharing your visionary leadership. And groundbreaking work in the healthcare industry. Your expertise and dedication to patient centric care and evidence based practices are genuinely inspiring and offer hope to individuals seeking improved mental health and well being. We wish you continued success in your efforts to revolutionize the healthcare landscape. To our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the Mindfulness Experience. Stay mindful and stay present.